welcome to the Triple Confirmed Podcast, where we discuss Bitcoin price talk, trading ideas, and much, much more. I'm your host, The Baked Potato, a six-year crypto analyst and crypto YouTuber. Today's date is December 21st. This is episode 140. And a wonderful Wednesday to you all. Hopefully you guys are having a great goddamn day. We have some exciting things to talk about in the medium term today. Some price action turning around. Things are starting to look a little bit better than they were a couple days ago on Monday. But we still don't have complete confirmation of anything yet. So we need to be aware of that. We are starting to uh, look like we're playing out the higher-low scenario that we were originally thinking. Uh, We definitely still need to see the dailies come back up and re-triple confirm back to the upside, showing volume and momentum increasing again into that direction. So we do have a couple things we need to work out first, but uh, everything, you know, uh, otherwise is actually looking quite good. So as always, starting out on our macro, midterm macro charts, uh, nothing really too, too much to look at here on the weekly so far. Money flows kind of arched themselves back into an upwards direction. They were a lot more flatlined out, almost looking at turning around as of Monday. They have sort of turned themselves back into the upwards direction. We still do have a red dot and our wolf pack turning down on Ethereum. But otherwise, you know, these weekly these weekly charts tend to take that extra time in order to actually completely confirm turning themselves around for sure. So everything not looking too bad. Again, we're still facing down. We're still trying to turn around at this point. But when we move into our midterms, one day, three day, we actually see pretty heavy signs of bouncing off the zero line with the momentum, the liberator potentially trying to pinch off and form a green dot. And as well, the wolf pack has arched itself back up. Now, it's fairly easy to see the normal divergences that are happening on this last low, if we confirm it, but there's also quite a good hidden bullish divergence going on here as well. There's quite a few divergences stacked up in this low if we do confirm it, which is fantastic. Obviously, we've bounced off market structure of Ethereum down here at 11.50. We're also bouncing off the Bitcoin 618 as of our daily as well. So some pretty good key level support. Obviously, we're stuck between a range right now of 18,400 and about 16,500. So until one of these levels is broken for sure, uh, we won't have a clear answer. Obviously, either the 618 is going to break us down to the downside. Uh, Next target from there would be closer to 15,300 if we did break that level of 16,400, 16,500. The more likely thing at this point in time that we're going to retest market structure at about 18,400, 18,200. Hopefully find support this time around at 786, right around 18,000. And hopefully change up market structure to bring that uh, into a bullish fashion. And hopefully sitting at around 16,500. So if we flip market structure back into a bullish posture, before we can break below the 618, that's going to give us the most bullish outlook, essentially. Now, again, um, because of the divergences, the hidden bullish, the normal bullish, the higher low overall of this uh, almost feels like cup and handle formation, the more likely thing that we are seeing is 
an upside push. Now, again, we're only looking in the short term, medium term for now. This could be an 18,500 push. This could be upwards of 20,000, which is where we're projecting for the shorter term, midterm, if we were to break up. Um, and then anything beyond that, you know, it's, it's harder to see, obviously. We could definitely work beyond it, but we'll, you know, we'll cross that bridge when we come to it sort of scenario. Taking a look over here at DC and the U.S. 10-year. U.S. 10-year ran into resistance last night. We were running up pretty hard the last day or so. Dixie not really turning around. We have come up a little bit. But overall, really, I mean, we're actually looking at potentially turning the daily back down on the Dixie. If we can invalidate some of this bullish divergence that's potentially potentially showing up on the daily, um, we could end up breaking, uh, you know, just having a big step to the downside, essentially, on the DXY, which would really give us fuel in the crypto space, as well as the S&P to take those necessary steps to the upside. <laughs> DXY looks like Tesla six months ago. It does. It definitely does. It looks like it was before their, you know, their, their having their... <laughs> their stock cut or whatever they call it. Um, yeah, I don't know if this is going to see some sort of relief rally at this point in time. You know, it almost makes more sense that the DXY wouldn't have such obvious uh, recovery stages. You know, I think everyone's pretty set in stone with, you know, one way or the other with this chart. Hard to say for now, but again, like we could very clearly reject these divs if we re-TC ourselves back down which again, we're still triple confirmed to the downside, which is looking for that reconfirmation, essentially re-triple confirming all three indicators, which is essentially just the liberator at this point. So if we get this red dot closed today in two and a half hours, you know, again, over the next couple of days, we could absolutely step down. The biggest thing is, again, going to be invalidating those divs. So breaking below these levels on the wolf hack, I think is the most crucial thing to see Anything more than just one more divergence, probably down to 102, uh, 9, 1028, somewhere in that region, before trying to bounce potentially back into still that 107, 108 region, which again, you know, short term, not great for the crypto assets. Love to see how that plays out over the next couple of days. But overall, money flow in the medium macro term, continually turning down. The weekly's just going into the red for the first time again, since June of 2021. So I think there's some bigger forces to be messed with here. You know, we can definitely still see some sort of short-term bounce, but it may actually be very short-lived because the macro of the Dixie is coming down so heavily at such a rate. It may not give it a chance to have that step back up before continually going down. Um, as far as U.S. tenure goes, again, you know, we're seeing signs of topping out now at this at this level. Um, we got to about 3.7%, so not really all the way to that 4% potential that we were talking about the last couple sessions. We did obviously push up here. We could potentially continue. We are seeing the medium terms. Money flow is still kind of turning up, potentially bouncing off the zero line on the wolf pack. Looks like a pretty obvious bear trap in the medium terms in the four hour. So again, that's fine. Um, daily is TC'd up. We're potentially looking at that next lower high 
Um, if we break through our 618 here at 3.7%, we're probably looking at that 3.9, upwards of 4%, right in the 0.5 or the 0.382. Somewhere in here, perfect retest, lower high, confirms that the trend is shifting over. At least in the medium term, we still need to see a more macro, midterm macro, uh, lower high overall. So what I would say is that we're essentially forming this two-step fractal. Yeah, so essentially, I mean, we could be looking at some sort of fractal potential in the macro where we've had our two steps up. It falls dramatically. We come back up for that shoulder, maybe potentially into March or April of next year and break structure from there, continuing lower. So not really seeing anything other than sideways chop and shenanigans out of the U.S. tenure until at least probably closer to uh, quarter two next year. I think it's going to give us a much clearer, decisive answer with that. Uh, as far as S&P goes, we did bounce off of a very key level support at that 3,800. Again, we've talked about that in multiple sessions over the last couple of weeks. It was going to come down. This is where we were aiming for. It was either 3,880 or 3,800. Again, we, we didn't even really break below on a wicking basis. Uh, we didn't push below like we did back here in October. Yeah, so we're actually looking quite a bit better than I think we were expecting to two days ago. We were bouncing in the right regions. We're still not above resistance, of course, so we have to take this all with a grain of salt and be aware that things could shift again. There's still a lot of FUD coming out, companies going bankrupt, blah, 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 blah. You guys know the deal. The news affects the, you know, the prices in the shorter terms, not the longer terms. At least nothing that we've seen in the news so far, I would say, would really, really uh, falter us from our main direction. Take a quick look at total three for a second here. Let's see here. We're definitely still pushing into support here at the $300 billion level. We're hanging out just below it, 296. We're still potentially holding up the weekly 618 at this current time. And once we start breaking into our midterm macros, we can see daily showing a pretty obvious, again, bullish divergences here at this low. The fact that we've pushed below a key level, major level support with divergence and really not with any significant volume, it leads me to believe that, again, this we're looking for some sort of midterm, maybe a little bit more into the shorter term macro, move to the upside. Yeah. So, I mean, again, you know, total three's divergence is actually much clearer, obviously, than Bitcoin or ETH right now. Much more set up normal div. There's some hidden uh, bullish divergence going on as well at this low. And we're still holding those bottom lines of our weekly, potentially setting up for something much bigger over the next coming couple months. If we were to break down here, we're looking at a large, large move unfortunately, to the downside, potentially upwards of negative 30, 40% from current levels. Which again, this is the total three. This is every crypto asset excluding Bitcoin and ETH. So you've got thousands and thousands of coins. You're to chunk those down by 30, 40%. You know, you guys know the deal. It's a, it's a large drop. It's a lot more than I think a lot of people would be expecting. Um, but we're still holding the bottom of support. We're still holding this flag channel formation as of right now. And the fact that our 618 weekly level comes in at the same point 
as the as the bottom of this channel support that we're in right now gives me just more confluence that this level is going to be very very hard to break we really haven't tested it enough in my opinion to just smash through to the downside again we may see some sort of fake out here where we push down over the rest of the week and or and or weekend around christmas time maybe we could call it a grinch rally <laughs> you know something like that but otherwise i would say maybe a week or two spent below uh wick down maybe we lose another 40 billion out of the space but overall it looks like we're going to be seeing some sort of bounce continuation break back up and hopefully gain that 30 percent rather than lose it so Again, you know, just some food for thought. I always check back with the total three just to give me an overall perspective of what the assets are doing other than what I'm seeing on the Bitcoin and ETH charts. Yeah, again, like, you know, when we move ourselves into the shorter time frames, uh, the 16 hour, the 12 hour, the 8 hour, what we're seeing is just, you know, confusion, confluence for the move up. But at the same time, there's very low volume going on right now. We really need some sort of catalyst. Uh, to kind of push us in the right direction, a jump start, if you will, for the direction that we're going to go. Because every time that we turn up, we start showing signs that we're turning back down. Every time we turn down, we start showing signs that we're turning back up. So there's definitely some heavy manipulation going on with the low volume, with how boring everything has been. You know, there are entities and or whales that love to take advantage of this stuff. They don't need a lot of price action to make big money. You know, they're just essentially biding their time, making bank while they're doing it. And they know that they're just stacking up more cryptocurrency that will be worth more in the end. Something to think about there. Um, yeah, not really too, too much to see in our shorter terms. The four hour is kind of starting to turn back down. Money flow came all the way back up to the zero line. Now has since started to turn back down since we came up to around 17K and uh, 1220 on Ethereum over the last day. Um, we definitely could be seeing some sort of fractal of what we're seeing in the medium macro term. So again, we're looking for higher low in the four hour, uh, one hour, and anything in between. If we can get a higher low, we can see a push up into past 17K. Then we could start looking into our more medium term time frames, eight hour, 12 hour daily to confirm its higher low and get that continuation that we're looking for. Yeah, at this point in time, I mean, again, we haven't confirmed the daily higher low. We haven't confirmed that the daily's TC'd back up. If you were already in a position and you took profits around the tops or at the levels that we pointed out, 18300 obviously was a smack on level for everybody. ETH right around that 1350 level. If you took profits and you're still in from those earlier points you know this may be a great spot to be adding in a bit of position back in again obviously not financial advice as always but we're starting to see those signs of higher low and i'm comfortable enough at least for myself that because we've already been adding you know orders lower right around that 16k region adding them in at 16500 to 16800 is uh no problem no problem at all yeah, I don't really know what the next couple of days are going to give us. Again, I think it's just going to get us chopped out for the next probably four days. Uh, it looks like Christmas lands on Sunday this year. So that should be interesting to see what's going on. Uh, it may be a very exciting weekend. Volume always tends to pick up around Christmas time. So in two days from now, potentially things could get kind of exciting. 
you know, obviously spend that good time with loved ones, your kids, your your family, your wife, your parents, but don't miss what's going on at the same time. Don't, you know, not pay attention to the crypto charts over the next week because something very surprising may come out of nowhere and you do not want to be eating Christmas dinner and being caught out if we are to take a fat jump either to the upside or the downside. P.O., do you have anything to name, my friend? Anything interesting, exciting, anything going on uh, in the traditional sense? What up, what up? Um, Hello. I'll give my witty a retort once we stop recording, because I had something really funny to say there. Um, but yeah, you were looking at the Dixie, which is quite interesting in that it's um, invalidating what should be just a kind of a, a range bounce. You know, we were actually talking about that the other day, that, you know, it's kind of, pretty natural for it to bounce here, even if it's not going to continue in that parabolic um, rise. Um, because mm-hmm. the Japanese Central Bank what really surprised the markets this week by being quite hawkish. And um, actually, they're going to raise rates for the first time in probably a generation, you know. Um, and the ECB, well, and that was words and action. And the ECB have just nonstop been sending out people saying, we don't know when we're going to stop raising rates, you know. Um, so in contrast to the Fed, who are becoming, you know, wouldn't want to say more dovish, but more like we're dialing down rate increases, they're certainly picking up in, in other weightings against the, the dollar. So it's helpful for equities, for sure, that the Dixie could break this range and, and even to the kind of dollar maxis, show them that, hey, it's after slipping out of this kind of parabolic, you know, this parabolic run here, it's it's, it's falling out of the pattern. Um, energy also is looking quite interesting. You know, it's funny that a lot of the energy bulls have become weather forecasting experts, which is something that <laughs> I'm far better at weather forecasting than TA because uh, I've just been surfing for 20 years of my life. Just love looking at weather charts, mm-hmm. and it's probabilistic forecasting. It's very similar, you know, in terms of the analysis. And um, they're posting like you know a variation one, run one of twenty eight, you know, uh, twenty eight days out, which is just ridiculous. Like, oh yeah, the, the northern hemisphere is going to freeze over. It's ice age again. You know, natural gas going to pump, and it's just it's such <laughs> cold. Like it's so funny. Of course, I'm the reply guy. You know. <laughs> Um, but seeing them do that and, and looking at where U.S. natural gas is, where European natural gas is, actually had a very tough day today. Um, really exciting if it can break down from this this kind of range. Um, and oil, they're getting so excited because it bounced from 75 to 80. It's like, we're back. It's above 80. This is right. going to the daily and zoom out, bro. It's like ridiculous. <laughs> you know, so... So they're really... Holding on to that last thread of hope. Man, it, it all ended when Nord Stream got blown up and nothing reacted, you know? Right. You know, it just showed that what, what the previous peaks were, worst case scenario, priced in. And they're still not shaking off that. And the mainstream media still <laughs> hasn't shaken off that. You know, I, I shouted the radios, they're like, oil is up. And I'm like, yeah, it's up like 1.5%. It's been at 20, you know, in the last two weeks. So... All the disinflationary forces are certainly in play. Um, I was looking at lumber, steel, a load of commodities, and they're like, hey, that would factor into like, like the construction and manufacturing. 
um, shipping mm-hmm. rates. They're, they're actually back to their pre-COVID ranges, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that's actually important as well in reflection when we're looking at the S&P, but especially the NASDAQ. And perhaps it's a generous reflection on crypto in that the yeast was so hard for in such a short period of time. Like all these drawbacks, all these like critical support levels could just be kind of just getting back to normal, you know, and maybe the fear and greed indices shouldn't be as low as what they are. You know, even if there are swings that break these swing lows here, you know, liquidity grabs to try and find true bottoms. I, mm-hmm. I think this is like in around this range is, is probably as bad as it gets, you know. Um, and Jonas has been challenging my thinking gratefully. Um, and some of the more bearish views I had. And I, I found something I popped it in one of the channels, things, economics channel, and it's about this kind of statistical analysis of bear markets and the length and stuff like that. And the typical mm-hmm. bear market, it surmises, is, is 18 months. So we're 12 into that. Mm-hmm. Give or take um, For sure. And I mean, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't have to be a typical bear market either. We've seen shortened cases in some senses over the years. Exactly. So uh, it might be slightly longer, like a quarter or two, because um, there are already, there are all, always events that happen. You know, like we had a lot of people kind of forget, like we had all this COVID inflation and then we had a lot of supply shock due to a massive, like, <laughs> we have a war in Europe, you know, <laughs> things aren't normal. Mm-hmm. But we're not at 2500 on S&P, you know. Um, so, yeah, looking at a range of factors, and I'm actually do some work over Christmas to kind of make, maybe make a checklist of here are all the kind of signals we can see in the environment, even as bottom signals. Um, a nice bottom signal I'm picking up at the moment is, a lot of mouthy people on social media talking about shorting, like they were long Bitcoin at 50k, you know, mm-hmm. or 60k. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Um, mm-hmm. So I think it's 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 a good time to kind of just take take stock and not get confused by the different trends shifting right now, because I, I believe mm-hmm. they're becoming more noticeable. You know, especially when you're looking at stuff that really made stuff very much more expensive over the last two and a half years. Raw, raw inputs um, really back to normal. No, very interesting point. Rocket and feather. <laughs> yeah, it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see if those prices ever come back down. You know, I know that uh, suppliers and conglomerates, you know, once once they've had something for a certain amount of time, right? Why would they go back to that? We'll continue to pay. You know what I mean? Like five dollars for a head of lettuce even when uh inflation comes back down to two percent exactly do you know and that actually perversely i believe as a capitalist offers opportunity for disruption in the market you know um so like yeah in, in cartelized industries yeah, like supermarkets are going to keep the they're going to keep the fat as long as possible until one of them like the, the germans let's say break into the market and say hey actually you know, stuff's really cheap. Let's take this margin instead of that margin and and, and compete with you. So that's why I love capitalism. Um, I think it's it's the energy market really that are being really greedy right now about that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, hopefully capitalism, the market economy will win through and it can be called out under some disruption. Um, but hopeful, like I, I certainly, yeah, I certainly believe like um, we're coming to kind of the, the other side 
perhaps in the next six months of like pay attention to what's going to do well um or you you know you'll be chasing that train as, as you like to put it right right don't miss the the train when it's at your stop and it's calm and everything's great and no one's at the station you know you're not trying to get on when uh the bum rush of uh the, the morning comes in yeah i believe so i believe it's a, it's a great time to just figure out what you want to buy and then start looking for opportunities over the next you know yeah six months or so absolutely there is everything's on fire sale right now you'll never see better boxing day sales <laughs> in the in the coins definitely all right my friends well with all that being said we hope that you guys got something good out of this episode today you learned something uh you hopefully cleared some doubts and some frustration in your mind if you have been trading you haven't been having a very hard time you know definitely head over to our website tripleconfirmation.com read up on our wiki read up on what we're trying to do with the tc bot obviously in its alpha state right now so nothing you know it's not perfected it's not uh it's not completely ready but it is open for you guys to try we would highly encourage you to do so and as well uh i will be traveling tomorrow and i will not have my pc over the next uh six days or so from that so the wednesday and friday session or sorry the friday and monday session coming up more than likely isn't going to happen so i just want to wish you guys a merry christmas happy holidays um again spend that quality time with your family your kids anyone that you have in your life that you love and you enjoy spending time with but do not do not you know sideline the charts over the holidays because i think you may be very sad to wake up christmas morning or boxing day morning and everything's gone bananas all right. Love you guys. Take care. Be safe. Drive safe out there. It's cold. It's icy. It's not fun. Take care. Bye-bye.